Hello, friend, and welcome to She Speaks for Herself. There is enough negativity in this world. There's the naysayers, the people who say you should be doing this or should be doing that, and the people who claim that you're simply not good enough. But in this podcast, we counteract that negativity to shine a light on you. The skills and talents you have, the quirks that make you uniquely you, but most importantly, we shine a light to help you discover the answers that are inside of you because it's all there. Inside of us, we know that we have value. We know that we're not lacking. We know that we are good enough as we are. It's just that sometimes it gets buried under the mixed messages that lead us astray. So it could be what success looks like according to our parents or what a good wife should be according to your spouse or how our body should look like according to social media. Here we move those messages aside to focus on the voice that matters, and that voice is yours. And your voice matters the most in determining what your life looks like today and where you're headed. Here we are, finally, at the end of 2020. So let's take stock of what's happened and how we'd like to step into the new year. If you're not a fan of public speaking, I've got another resource that can help you increase your confidence if you need to give a presentation at work or deliver a speech at a friend's wedding. The site is called PodiumPrimer.com. There you'll learn the basics of how to write a speech and how to deliver your message so that it resonates with your audience. You can subscribe to Podium Primer's monthly newsletter and check out our online training program so that you can quickly learn the essentials to improve your public speaking skills. Visit Podium Primer today. That's PodiumPrimer.com to get the basics on public speaking. Naturally, the end of the year usually marks a time for reflection. Understandably, there's a lot we'd like to forget from 2020. It's an understatement to say that it's been an incredibly trying and challenging year. And yet, in looking back, there are things we've discovered worth hanging on to. While the global pandemic has stopped us from living our normal lives, meeting up with friends, hugging and kissing loved ones, simply enjoying life with ease and simplicity, it's taken a lot of what we had considered normal and hopefully just temporarily. But it's also introduced us to a whole bunch of new things. It's allowed us to rediscover old passions or other parts of ourselves, things we may not have done had it not been for this pandemic. So taking stock of what life looked like in 2020, I want you to take out a pen and paper and create a six by two grid. In column one, you've got a check mark. Those are your highlights. And column two, you've got a big old X. Those are your lowlights. And in the left hand, we're gonna find some categories for us to explore. The first one we write out as relationships, second, friendships, third, health, four, work, education, five, self, and sixth is a category that is unique to you. It could be your faith, spirituality, parenting, maybe volunteer work, or finance. So I want you to dig deep and look back over the year. If you need to refresh your memory, don't worry, hit pause. I want you to flip through your old posts on social, maybe your old text messages, maybe even going through your old photo albums, or even your Spotify playlist. And now for each category, what I'd like for you to do is list some highlights and some lowlights. 
lists them all, what they were, just in short form, and in parentheses after each item, how it made you feel. So basically why you're categorizing it as a highlight or a low light. So in walking you through this example, the first category are relationships. Our highlight possibly could be that this pandemic has brought you closer, even closer to your spouse. And in parentheses, the the feeling could be loved or, or simply belonging. Or perhaps in your relationship, it could be a low light. Maybe it made the problems in your relationship even more pronounced and you decided, the both of you decided that you would part ways. And in parentheses, the feeling that you're feeling is perhaps lonely, isolated, maybe disconnected. Second category, we're talking about friendships. Through, through this pandemic, perhaps you've gotten closer to a few friends, people in your bubble, and that's created the feeling of stability or connectedness in you. Or perhaps you've lost friendships. You found it hard to stay connected virtually. So maybe the feeling that you're feeling is alone, alone and lost. Third is health. And I have a friend who who comes to mind. He actually got into running just before the pandemic hit. And he has been the healthiest he's ever been during a global health pandemic. And actually, he achieved his personal best for 5K, 10K and a half all in this month. So impressed with him. So if you have a similar experience like him, you may be feeling energized, confident, or even empowered. Or perhaps in health, there was a low light for you and you found yourself turning to alcohol more than usual. And I should say that you're not alone. So the journal published by the American Medical Association, they said at the onset of the pandemic, they saw a 54% increase in sales of alcohol um, compared to the year before. And then the online sales of alcohol increased by 262% over the year previous work and education, maybe simply getting through 2020, learning how to adjust working from home. That is it. And that is your highlight. And that is good enough. (laughs) But maybe it's a low light for you, you know, struggling to adapt to an online work environment or an online class has left you feeling very challenged or, or drained. Looking to yourself, a highlight could be that you've learned more about yourself. And I could say that that's what, ha- that's what happened to me. I had more time to myself to reflect and recharge, but also looking at mental health, looking at what's happening in Canada. You know, many Canadians are seeing their stress levels uh, increase. And in fact, uh, the majority of them have said that their stress levels have doubled since the start of the pandemic. And based on a number of polls, they found that between 50 to 81% of Canadians that were surveyed reported worsening mental health since the pandemic began. So a symptom or a feeling could be the feeling of anxiety or even depression. And then finally, your final bucket, whether it's finance, faith, uh, parenting, or, or service, This is something that's unique to you. Perhaps as a parent, you found that this was a time for you to reconnect with your children, young children and and your teens, since you were simply together more often. A low light could be for a number of people losing their faith in the midst of hardship. Perhaps you wish you had more. Or if you were a volunteer, someone who just loves to be around people and helping others, but it's been challenging because a lot of volunteering opportunities have gone away with social distancing measures. So perhaps you may be feeling stuck and wishing that you could help more. 
And one benefit to this exercise is to take stock of what's happened and to learn from it. Jorge Santillana, a Spanish poet as well as philosopher, said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. A second benefit is to practice gratitude. So here we are, we're practicing gratitude. We are looking and digging deep and finding the beauty in 2020. In the midst of all this darkness, there has been some good. And then finally, the third benefit. The third benefit, which is what we're focusing on in this episode. So often when we're setting New Year's resolutions, we kind of focus on what we lack. We want to accomplish this, accomplish that. We need to attain this. We need to attain that. And what if for this year, why don't we focus on doing away instead with things that we don't want? Because when we focus on what we don't want, we automatically make room for the good things and creating more space for the good things in life. As Benjamin Franklin said, you may delay, but time will not. So let's get to it. Here we are looking at the last column that you've just created and you've decided, nope, I am done with it. I am done feeling depressed. I'm done feeling anxious, a victim, angry, aimless. All of that is going to stay in 2020. And then through your list, what you've actually done in identifying those different scenarios, you've identified the people, the activities, the things that actually make you feel any of those emotions you no longer want to sit with. Those are the feelings that zap you of your power and take you away from living the life you want. And in doing this exercise myself, I discovered uh, something I was doing daily that was doing more harm than good. And it's doom scrolling. It, it became a habit. I, I felt like, I felt that the more dialed in I was in listening and finding out with the daily count of cases and deaths, that somehow I would gain greater control over this pandemic. But it just simply heightened my anxiety. I would dread the afternoons when the numbers would come out. Sometimes it would be late and then I'd sit there just hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And once I heard those numbers, did it give me any comfort? No, absolutely not, right? Actually, the numbers are much higher. I mean, where I live, in my community, we're in the middle of the second wave. So the numbers are higher and they are increasing and the cases are increasing. So this daily habit of scrolling and following the leading epidemiologists, the political pundits, eating up their interpretations, reading up on the latest studies, it just fed that fear and created more anxiety. And it didn't help anyone, myself included. So what do I want less of in 2021? Anxiety. How am I going to get there? Baby steps. And I suggest you employ some baby steps as well. One foot after another because we want you to succeed, right? More often than not, small measurable steps see greater success than making wholesale changes or cutting it cold turkey. So I'm not going to delete Twitter because I like Twitter because I see that it has value and it's one of the ways I get other news and information. But in that doomsday hour when I'm expecting the latest case numbers, I'm going to distract myself. I will intentionally set up meetings, set deadlines, call someone, go for a run all at that time. Because being the first to know actually does not help me at all, nor does it actually help the world or, or the community around me. So I will get the information secondhand when it's pushed to me, not when I'm hitting refresh. I am no longer going to seek out the information. The daily anxiety-inducing habit has to go so I can make room for the better things in life. 
I think we can all agree that we were all done with 2020, but let's just not throw everything out in the dumpster fire. Take some of the good with you into 2021 and leave the rest behind. You are choosing how you walk into 2021 and what it'll look like. We cannot control this pandemic. We cannot control how people behave. But here's what's in your control. You control your thoughts and what you let into your mind. 2021 is another year of opportunity for us. And we can do what we can to take back control so that it can be even better than the years before. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you did and know someone who would also benefit from this, I encourage you to share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, tag me, tag your friend on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. I will chat with you in the new year. And until then, know you are amazing just as you are, friend. Keep doing your best.